It's not $1,800 a day. It's not 1,000 kilometers away. It's not northern Ontario going to southern Ontario. It's close to home, close to the people that you love. It's a better quality of care, and it is a transformation of the system that the people of this province have been asking for, our hospitals have been asking for, our doctors have been asking for uh, for, uh, for decades. And welcome back. I'm Arlene Bunn, and that's the long-term care minister, Calandia, really defending the details that we found out today on how this is going to work to free up beds in the hospital. It makes a great point. Yes, we need them. $400, not over 1000 bucks a day, said, but it is $400. Three days, uh, do the math. <laughs> and it's 150 k away. What's reaction like to this from those who are guarding seniors? Laura Tamlin-Watts is joining us live tonight, president and CEO of CanAge. Laura, good evening. Good evening. We, we were waiting for details, and now we have them. And are, are these numbers enough to make you feel better about this? Oh, no, not better. These are staggering numbers that help no one. It was difficult to listen to the minister say that 150 kilometers is close to home and in the community. We know that that means that people will go into long-term care into a place against their will and never see their loved ones again. And that 70 kilometers is about the same distance as downtown Toronto to downtown Hamilton. Remember, people who are visiting their loved ones are often older themselves and often don't drive. Laura, you know, it's, it's, it's tough because we're watching our hospitals. We know that there's a problem here. Is there a bigger context to look at this? There's been so many suggestions, and we know other places deal with things in different ways. Even in the United States of America, they do. It's not just always about long-term care, and we've asked those questions after the pandemic. Is it time, Laura, to think of other things? It's time to think about people and communities. And this legislation is not just unhelpful, it actively destroys people's lives and wrecks communities. And I'm not overstating it when I say that. What it does is take people away from their supports. Remember, folks in long-term care are often there only about 18 months. So we're talking about the last years of people's lives, typically. To stay in a hospital $400 a day is obviously more than most people can manage. The real question here is not hospitals versus long-term care. It's how do we stop mom and dad from being torn apart from each other? They're not a hospital bed blocker or they're not an ALC patient. They're your family member and they need help. And what this means, however, is that we're using long-term care as a dumping ground. Long-term care has got 97% occupancy, and they're between 30 and 35% short staff. I don't know where the minister thinks they're going to find empty beds. So when you say a dumping ground, and that's what I say, pull it into another context. Many communities, even states in the United States, are offering money for people to stay at home. This is the way it used to be. Laura, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but families used to take care of people. We tried to keep people in their homes. Again, is this a wake-up call to do things differently? It was a wake-up call before COVID. It was a wake-up call during COVID. And now it's the wake-up call with this atrocious legislation. No, the answer is clear. We need robust and engaged home care. We need help for caregivers. And that means subsidies and real money 
So people can hire folks that they need and want to have with them. We do it in other jurisdictions, not just the UK and the US, but actually Manitoba has it as well. Now there's some problems, but we can do better. And then on the other end, we need to make sure that our long-term care homes have enough places for folks who absolutely can't stay at home longer. And we need more help for people to stay at home, which means more renovations and the physical built environment to get rid of some of those stairs and make those bathrooms accessible. It is. So what does it look like? Because to be very fair, I mean, governments are are pushed. I mean, after COVID, it left so much behind. And one of the things is right now, people are worried about getting care in their hospital. So, Laura, as, as, as you're looking at this, are we looking towards the elderly again? And you use the word dumping ground. Who's doing the dumping? In this case, certainly the hospitals have been advocating for the ability to evict, get rid of, and eject bed blockers. And I'm using those very harsh terms because that's the way that it can get discussed. So who does this help? It helps hospital CEOs. It doesn't help people. It doesn't help families. It doesn't help communities. The other piece that's really important to remember is if hospitals are overrun, they can't take any more, they have the ability to close their emergency departments. They can do that. It's unfortunate, but we've all seen it happen. It's when they say, we're running the red flag up. We can't take any more. We're overrun. Many people don't realize that long-term care has no such mechanism. And even though the staffing shortages are so low, we are dumping people into long-term care. And the homes are saying, we don't have places and we don't have staff. So again, the solution has to be real money into home care and then to make sure that people get out of hospital as soon as possible and bring rehab and occupational therapy and real nursing care to people's homes and reserve the others, those very important placements in long-term care for those who are really frail and really needy. Laura, you know, during the pandemic and after the pandemic, there were many who said, okay, let's just face it. It, it, it had cracks in it before the healthcare system. And now look at what's happened. And there is a call to do things radically differently. Uh, Laura, do you see any path to do that? Uh, do, do you see the ability to do it or the mechanism to do things differently here? We have the ability. We know the mechanism and we're doing the opposite. The ability means to make sure that we turn the triangle upside down. So right now we spend all of bulks of money in acute care, and it's the most expensive form of care. The next level down in the pyramid is long-term care. Again, quite expensive, not quite as expensive as hospital care. At the very pointy end, upside down, is home care. So everyone agrees. We've had more than 30 reports in as many years all saying the same thing, and the recipe is very well understood. What is kind of staggering is to hear the minister defend the exact opposite, to defend decanting, and that's the word they use, decanting or evicting people from their local communities without their consent to live. And that's another story that we haven't talked about more. You know, we've been talking about the rights of people, the rights of people to have visitors, the rights of people to go in and out during COVID, and we've seen the social isolation. This government has completely suspended the rights of people to make the most critical decisions of all, which is where will I live? And, almost nobody and would much, choose to live that far away. 
Laura Tamlin Watts, President and CEO of Can Age. Thank you for joining us tonight. Emotional, Thank you. emotional times. Thank you. I'm Arlene Bonham. Find out more. This is on point.